It is the evening of the 9th of July 2019. Good evening and welcome to PBE Daily, the early mornings and late nights podcast. My name is Point Blank Fumbi. Thank you so much for joining me tonight. I, I was super glad to see actual listens happen to the last episode I recorded last night after a long hiatus. And it's good to know that the crazy the craziness that I was going through is still worth something that would be viewed and listened to in a, in a, in a, in a perfect light and I'm grateful for that. Um currently on the evening of a couple of drawings that i was supposed to do so yesterday i informed you guys that i was left with two pages to paint and now i'm left with one page to paint and i'm very happy about that because the results are what are making me happy on top of that there's some pages i've revisited because i wanted the quality to be back up again because it would be very unfair if you go through 400 plus 40 40 plus pages and in the first two or the last three pages you look at and you say okay this guy probably wasn't really devoted to these particular pages that's the last thing i want to be seen especially by the international audience is going to be seeing this book I, I will not mention the name of the book for now and i haven't mentioned it in the last podcast as well it will be seen when it's when it's seen and the 95 stuff is also going well uh there was a piece of animation i wanted to create this morning and i was very glad when it actually came together the way i wanted it to and it's little nuances after fight scenes that I'm actually creating. So it's bits of animation that a character trying to get their breath back and all that. And it's it's very subtle, very, very small, small movements here and there. And I'm loving the quality of results that I'm actually getting from that. And hopefully if I keep on pushing the envelope, I'll be able to get the quality of work that I'm really hoping for, for you guys to truly enjoy. When the time comes for this product to be launched, I hope the actual world will be happy with it. And we've been trying to get this thing done and... I'm hoping between now and the end of this particular month of July that I'll actually push the envelope as far as possible and I'm trying to get stuff out of the way that is actually potentially a distraction to what is supposed to be created and as a result of that I'll say I'm happy with the fact that the little bits and pieces and the little nuances that I'm taking time to pay attention to are actually serving in the perfect way which is hard to confess for most people and i'm not ashamed to say when i'm I'm incapable of making certain things come to life but whenever i'm able to make something good come to life i'll be the first guy to say it and say that this is the way i actually crossed that hurdle so piece by piece i'm learning how to challenge myself to face the different things that i'm actually really really scared of uh, on top of that there was certain screenplays i was thinking about writing a couple of weeks back but i haven't touched them at all because my mind is not there i, I need to get one thing out of the way so i can focus on another and the beautiful thing about the 95 is i need to get a certain piece of animation th- that motion to be done in order for the next piece of animation to make sense i got two or three calls of guys who were hoping to get animation done work um, animation work done sorry by me but i can't jump into anything else until i finish this film trying to get me to do anything animation driven is 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 a fallacy and I, i'll be the first to tell you that and i'm not doing it because i'm trying to be mean but i'd rather be objective and tell a person when i'm not in a position to actually serve them in the way that would per- perfectly be served for whatever narrative they've created uh spreading myself too thin is something i'm trying to avoid and to the best of my ability i've been doing well with that but during the time i was actually away uh, from making the podcast that some pieces of information actually came across and some pieces of trivia or assumptions if you will that actually kind of struck me and one of them is actually something i wanted to touch on today if you look at the image that i've, I've created for this particular podcast the images of um, a character who a film was actually created about him uh, another film like a sequel film to a film that came out in 2014 uh, this is the follow-up it's called godzilla and this is like the king of monsters or something i forget but the reason why i was really curious about this particular film which i haven't watched yet is uh the character king Ghidorah, the three-headed dragon 
with, with the wings and everything listening to so much of MF Doom was actually a reason why I was actually curious to actually watch this movie. I haven't watched it yet. I hope to find the time and I'd like to watch it when I have no distractions. I'm such a stifler for not no distractions that I would not let myself go on a date if I know I'm distracted because my mind would be present and I'd like the, the lady who I'm sitting across from to have my undivided attention and the, these little idiosyncrasies are the problems that I have. I think these are pet peeves I have. A, a pet peeve with myself I would not like to be a person who sits across from a lady trying to get their attention to actually be in the in contact with them and to share a moment with them and yet my mind is completely absorbed with something that's actually sitting at a desk somewhere it's unfair and I'm trying to avoid that and hey if, if it means my heart has to suffer because my mind wants to create then so be it my heart's been wrong a couple of times so he's still in the doghouse for now hopefully he'll make it out of there in a way that we actually will all with synergy find a perfect balance for that but it's neither here nor there and when I was thinking about the movie Godzilla I was I I don't know which was if it was a podcast I was listening to if it was a history book I was listening to and it it was touching upon upon the creation of the character Godzilla and how the, the movie Godzilla came out in the 1950s in Japan and the thing that struck me was this well I don't know how factual this is but apparently the story of Godzilla because from outside what I know is he was a creature created by a nuclear uh, happening or he was a, an alien creature who was dropped off here or something along those lines. There's so many so many pieces of that I was supposed to have potentially researched but I'd like to give this from the perspective of how I heard it from this particular uh, uh, piece of entertainment. I, I, I really don't remember. I think it was a podcast that I was listening to. But the assumption was the guy who or the lady who created Godzilla it was a way to make sense of the dropping of the bomb in Hiroshima in 1945 I think it's 1945 that it was dropped and to make sense of Hiroshima and Nagasaki because if you notice from the films from what they were saying actually it was I think it was Kevin Smith and uh Mark Bernard in, in one on the podcast Fat One on Batman. I think that's where I saw it. And the idea was that Godzilla never really attacks man. He he literally just attacks the things that are probably causing damage and he's only attacking when he sees that the thing that's causing damage is coming in the way. So it, it was he's he's not it's not his intent to hurt or to harm humanity. It it just tends to happen that way. And maybe that's an assumption I drew from it, but from what they were describing is it was a way of taking the trauma from Hiroshima and Nagasaki and embodying it in a character. And by doing so, Godzilla was created. And I was looking at that and I was like, okay, uh, I don't know how fact-based this is, but it's interesting because it's not the first time I've heard of such traumatic events leading to somebody writing a narrative because uh, take us back to, say, The Lord of the Rings. It was assumed, though J.R.R. Tolkien said this was this had nothing to do with what he experienced during the First World War, but his experiences during the war is why he wrote the tale that he wrote. I don't know if it was the First or the Second World War, one of the two world wars. And from the nuances in that, 
the whole idea of the Lord of the Rings was born. And this was based from a lecture I saw. I, I, I came across in an audiobook compilation that my late brother may still rest in peace. The, it was a lecture describing the writings of Tolkien as far as the Lord of the Rings books were concerned. Forget the, the trilogy movies, which is a marathon I need to revisit very, very soon. The idea was this. The class system that existed in Europe during the period of the early 1900s is what was written towards inside the stories of the Lord of the Rings because this is the, the, the assumptions they were giving. Um, the elves being the high class people, they were probably the aristocrats, just people who have affiliation to the crowns and the different crowns in Europe at a certain time. Uh, the blue collar people and the people who actually did all the heavy lifting trying to aspire to the next level, they were described as potentially being the elves. And the elves who are actually the people who mine and they build and they create all these things that are used by the aristocrats. And the the royals are the aristocrats. And so those aristocrats were actually represented by the elves because the elves are just carrying themselves above all others and they are above everybody else and all that kind of stuff. And the supremely affluent who were the kings and the queens of, of Europe at the time, they were represented because they hoarded all the wealth and they kept the wealth to themselves. And by keeping the wealth to themselves, everybody else suffered and they should not be able to access this particular wealth because they don't come from the same class lines. And that particular side was represented by Smaug and how Smaug sat on top of all the gold and how he held on to the world and looked down upon the river people and all that stuff and these different class lines is where all that was born from now the hobbits are the people from the middle class who do not like to be involved in things like politics and things like war and things that would affect their comfortable lives that they, they enjoy they're not even looking for adventure in any way shape or form they just want to get their money pay their taxes pay their rent make sure they have the food on their tables and they're fine and when I look at those particular scenarios and you say okay now think about this particular guy who wrote this story. Maybe the trauma was what led him to actually writing the stories that, that were born in that story, but maybe not because he never claimed that these were born from the, the tales that he that he the, the the experiences that he had being in the foxhole and, and watching all these things happen to his peers and all his friends and all his age mates and all his age bracket fans and all that and the literature that was born from such traumatic situations. You look at it and you say, well maybe there's a burden of truth in that and i don't think the same scenario is born for a person like let's say uh dr martin because him i don't think there's any traumatic thing he's just a, he's a student of literature and a student of history and he just takes these different pieces of story and turns them into something else and maybe the traumatic scenarios of things that happen in the world lead to people making different tales like for example folk tales um the deaths that were happening because of uh, certain plagues like children mortality and stuff like that and because some of these diseases were born from rats coming in through the sails and being involved in london for example the part by taking the rats away and then by not being paid by the king or the people of the, of the village the part piper takes away the children the children never to be seen again and it takes back to the idea of how when people are doing the european there the global expansion as far as making of empire how the rats would come on the ships and people would be sick and mortality of people would actually dwindle or fall aggressively as a result of that and these things become what they became and I, it's hard to rule that kind of stuff out and the, the level of superstition that existed back in those days and i, I mean i don't even think uh 
a person like Martin Luther would have made as big an aggressive movement, or maybe he would have made such an aggressive movement of pushing of um, uh, Lutheranism and, and the Protestant movement if the, the internet was there. I mean, his internet was the fact that publishing became a thing, and the fact that he translated the New Testament of the Bible to become uh, accessible in a language that was the everyday German of the people in the streets. That should count for something, but neither here nor there. The, the, the place I'm coming from is how traumatic scenarios that happen in our lives end up influencing the things we create, the literature we create, the art, the art we create. And I'll take it an extra stretch. You look at the stuff that was being done by Walt Disney, the writings of Walt Disney, as far as the films that he would create, it was always tragedies. And the tragedies are what were coming in to his films because uh, look at uh, Bambi. Uh, look at Pinocchio, look at um, Snow White, I mean, from great tragedy, Cinderella. There's always something super tragic. And for for Disney, it's weird because it's always tragic towards moms and dads. I mean, I don't know where that came from, but his story is always one I always found fascinating, sad, and happy at the same time. But, you know, if we were to revisit people in history who made certain business decisions because they're trying to cope with life instead of trying to be a part of the movement that happen, was happening at the time, it would be a rabbit hole in it of itself because we'll, we'll touch on some of that stuff later. And the whole idea of trauma being used as a, as a trigger to create material is something I've always been found fascinating. But when I heard that thing about the movie Godzilla and the idea of the character Godzilla, I had to come talk about it and just ask ourselves because since then very few occasions have we put movies together that actually or put stories together that actually resonate as aggressively because I think we're, we're supremely literal nowadays I don't know if there are any new fairy tales and folklore that's being created I mean for, for the continent of Africa I can tell you this for free most of my friends are coming up with curiosity about deities and, and um, fairy tales and folklore like even the movie I'm creating is is it's 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 loosely touching on folklore and loosely touching on history but from it i would like to just change the narrative of how the world perceives itself if you will and by taking some of these things is why i feel like certain stories need to be hidden facts i mean moral code for example because i feel like the moral fiber of the world is actually really failing in very many ways and redemption is a narrative that needs to be really touched on and the level of redemption that is being denied or granted to people is very very different i need to learn how to do that for myself and for especially for my heart and granted i don't like welcoming people back because i don't believe in second chances as much as i would hope for i mean the, the number of second chances have been given by the people i make artwork for especially the for the children's book for example the number of second chances i've been granted to actually prove myself because i'm open about the fact that i'm falling short in this place this place and this place i would hope that i'll be able to do to extend the same uh, level of um, courtesy and and faith into everybody else but I'm flawed. I'm, I'm still learning myself. And maybe I'll, I'll, I'll reach a balance and the, the balance that I'll strike will actually make more sense to the world. But until then, piece by piece, we'll see how this comes out. But maybe you should consider this. Like maybe there's some things that have happened in our lives, especially in this time where mental health is one of the things in the forefront of our curiosities and focuses to try and better ourselves. Maybe in a way to heal that which you went through is a tale to be told not saying that to be uh, crass or to be evil or to to try and make you feel lesser than but 
moving forward is the most important factor for most of us as far as what we go through today we are easily triggered we're easily offended we're easily hurt we're easily appalled and lately i've been trying to teach myself to actually take a step back and really go through things slowly before i jump into making conclusions online that countless times i've made mistakes like those online and i was actually checked on them on the comment section and i wouldn't delete those things because i'd like to stay there because it would mean by me putting it up there the fact that i was corrected and i'd address it i addressed the fact that i was corrected and tell a person that i've learned better from what they've actually posted is me giving a testament to the fact that i'm not going to escape the fact that i did feel a bit embarrassed when you said this thing and corrected me in this thing it's just the way to live sometimes those embarrassing moments better inform but sometimes when you, when you drive these embarrassing moments too much it becomes a way of somebody bullying you and as a guy who grew up on bullying and sometimes i think even the tone i take with some people who i don't i don't necessarily agree with is an art of bullying i mean i'm a, I'm a, I'm a person who won a rap battle and rap battles are technically the art of bullying in, in it of itself and as i grow i hope to actually make a better impression in the, the creative world and in the world that I hope to be a part of out there so please let me know what you think about all that but I, I would say like sometimes from trauma some of the best works come to life and if there's a trauma out there that's actually hurting you maybe put it down and from what you put down find a way to heal from it and from how you find a way to heal, heal from it even even if it's not you to write it but just those footnotes will probably be find out find their way to another person's hand and that person's hand has the perfect way to write it and their penmanship be it poetically or artistically will give it the blossom that is needed so that further future generations and even your generation at the time gets to heal that's all i have for you guys today because it's it's still something i'm swirling in my head and and also this is a piece of material that actually was earned from the last couple of weeks where i was away but as we continue to learn as we continue to grow maybe the material we create thereafter or the material you create thereafter i will stumble upon it one day and i will be moved as greatly as this stuff moved me say it with me be caesar or be nothing at all you guys be good hopefully i get to see you to talk to you guys tomorrow evening as we continue to make our way through this new journey that we're creating for ourselves and pbu daily is still a journey for myself and we have witnessed my very first pause and hopefully it won't be as long as that next time i actually need the time to regroup and gather my thoughts yet again be good stay safe be blessed one